0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the next podcast on your playlist. I'm your host, Michael Gray. I've got two other people with me in two different places, but we're going to start off today with a little bit of dancing. You guys know what we like. Let's do it. that was fun right (laughs) i mean hey what it's a good way to get loose and get going athena is our guest today and she told me beforehand that she's not a dancer but you know what you were bobbing around just perfectly there so acceptable dancing you know i told
1: you you'd get a bob just no dancing
0: that's fine you know what it's all shoulders only so it's it's not a big (laughs) deal so uh as I said before, my name is Michael Graham. I'm here with my co host, Riley Kilbright, who's at his house. Unfortunately, my wife is not feeling well, so we just kept everything separate just so no one else got sick. Um, I'm feeling fine as it happens, but we just want to be careful. So, Riley's at his house. Our guest today is Athena Perez. Everyone say hello, Athena.
2: Hey, Athena. Hello, Athena.
0: Good job. Athena Perez, if you're in CrossFit, you've had—I'm sure you've probably heard of her. She's um, she's a very well-known person. She's very been very inspirational to me. She is a um, she is a level two trainer for CrossFit. She is a she owns her own uh, CrossFit affiliate, which is new. How long ago was your CrossFit affiliate started, Athena?
1: Um, we celebrated a year this month.
0: Okay. And that's called CrossFit Scaled Nation or Scaled Nation CrossFit. She's also, yep. um, she's been very inspirational to people in the CrossFit community because of her story. Uh, and her story can be found in her book, which is called Lifting the Weights and other, another thing she's done. This girl just does a little bit of everything. And I say girl, you're <laughs> obviously a grown woman. I don't, I don't mean girl, but, uh, uh, Athena, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the, the elevator pitch of who you are, I'd definitely like to hear about your book uh, and just about your mm-hmm. um, your Scaled Nation CrossFit and also your Instagram page called um, We Belong CrossFit. Why don't you give us a little uh, preview into what that is? Holy cow. Like, how do I give you a Reader's Digest
1: version on all this, right? Exactly. Uh, Holy cow. Okay, so... Um, The story, I guess you could say, the story started uh, a couple years ago back in um, 2017 um, was when I started CrossFit. So I walked into a box weighing close to 500 pounds. We'll never know what it actually was. Scales didn't go that high. So Um, I was on two canes, and, uh, you know, initially I thought that, I just wanted to be able to walk again. I I really had no other goals other than maybe getting off the canes. And um, it just kind of took off from there. started doing CrossFit and started working on my nutrition and um, lost over 200 pounds. And then um, CrossFit uh, aired my story. Um, That came out in the spring of... uh, 18 and um that's all she wrote as they say <laughs> that's uh because she just kind of took off from there um I started writing a book that summer ended up getting my level one that summer and started coaching um let's see The book came out a year ago now, the same month. We celebrated a year on lifting the weight this month last year. Um, Got my level two this year. Um, Let's see. Uh, There's there's quite a few little videos out there. Um, There's the original uh, journal story, and then um, there's the level one. Um, there was team series. There's been a number of little, uh, little things with CrossFit, which was a blast. Um, they also filmed the level two, so that should be coming out soon. Don't know when that's going to air though. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And then, uh, let's see. So the We Belong page, um, you know, that page kind of happened by accident, um, uh, let's see, how do I explain that? Um, so I would say for the most part, I've been very blessed um, in the CrossFit space. Um, I've had a, I've had a couple um, not so good experiences with you know cliche weight type of stigmas and discriminations, but um, for for several years, people kept sending me their stories and I would hear, You know, just uh, clear clear disconnects. You know, I always say that CrossFit is the most inclusive methodology in the world, and it is. Um, Sometimes where it doesn't connect is at box level. (laughs) Um, That's where we tend to see a lot of problems. And instead of me just collecting the stories, I thought it would be, just really awesome to kind of have a collection place for those um not to stir the pot it it was more at least the intent was to give it some visibility and and hope that maybe if coaches and box owners had some visibility to it um that we could start making some changes um that was the that was the goal
0: when it started. And
1: right. then it's just kind of evolved, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I, I definitely, I've been following both, both your Scale Nation CrossFit, which is your affiliate CrossFit page, mm-hmm. uh, which is at Scaled Nation. Is that correct for Instagram?
1: Scaled Nation CrossFit, right?
0: Uh, Scaled Nation CrossFit. And then uh, We Belong CrossFit, is that at We Belong CrossFit as well? Right. Okay, perfect. Um before we get into some of that, like I, I'd love to talk about some of the things I've, I've seen when I've, when I've been part of that community and just some things I've learned from you because you and I have talked several times mm-hmm. uh, just privately and uh, mm-hmm. you've always been a challenging person to me because I'm someone who, I, I'm a very resilient person and I love debating ideas and you've really kind of held my feet to the fire on a few questions I asked or some directions I've taken and I, I just want to have that conversation a little bit here so yeah. that other people can benefit the way I have. Um, Before we get into that, though, if someone wants to follow you, I'm sorry we don't have a lower third for you here, but uh, how would they follow you Mm -hmm. on Instagram so that they could read more about your book, they have videos, access to your stories, things like that?
1: Sure. So the Instagram handle is Athena, A-T-H-E-N-A Marie, M-A-R-I-E-B-T, as in boy, Tom.
0: Nice and on there, you've got uh, like a, like I said, links to your book, which I've read a ton of people's responses to your book. I haven't gotten it. I know it's on Audible. Is that is that a new thing? I just saw that recently. Yeah, uh, that's how I consume so, books, so I might have to consume it that way. Did you actually do the narration on that? I did. Oh, awesome! So it's read which, by the which author, which was kind of a,
1: a little adventure on its own. You know, it's kind of weird reading your story out loud.
0: Sure, that's awesome. She's definitely
2: got a voice for Audible right?
0: (laughs) I know you could make a career out of this. Very
2: soothing. Very soothing voice. (laughs) Athena, if you don't mind, I'm going to weigh in real quick. Um, Number one, just, I think you're selling yourself short. You are an amazing person. You're like, like me and Michael said, we've we've even had conversations due to y'all's conversations, and, and what you kind of accomplished or what you have accomplished is simply amazing. I mean, even someone – I come from a coaching background that – I mean, your story is just amazing, and I think you're selling yourself short just a bit, but being an inspiration for, for people in that situation is something that I don't think that you can ever sell yourself short on or even say enough about, like – from someone that people have necessarily even met you like you inspire me you inspire everyone that sees that story and and like you're you're the way you're talking yourself I was like man this girl needs some energy let's go you are amazing
0: thank you come on she's got energy trust me that energy is going to come out soon I, I have a feeling so <laughs> Okay. So you've gone from, from being someone who was an outsider. um, You said weighing over 450 pounds, getting into CrossFit uh, and just your journey from, uh, from that type of weight to where you are now to now where you're not just like a CrossFit member, you're an affiliate owner. You're a level two coach. You're someone who is intimately involved in the CrossFit community, the CrossFit organization in, in like diversity and how to get people to think about the needs of someone who might just be, who's severely overweight, who, who doesn't think CrossFit can be any good for them, is worried about it. All the things that come with, with that. Um, did you ever think you'd get to the point where you would become an influencer in this space to that level? No, no, no way. No way. That was, I still don't think
1: of myself like that. Um, it was the furthest thing from my brain i honestly i I just i still think of myself as a simple girl with an instagram account you know like i share my stuff and um you know i run my classes and and that's what i do and i and i try to help people understand um, large body athletes but no i don't see myself that way
0: now, your, your CrossFit community, is that entirely online? I know that that was a component of it at some point. Is it still, like, an entirely online community? No,
1: it's not, actually. Um, although, uh, so 60, 60 to 65% of our members are online. Um, there's a reason for that. A lot of and, – and we knew that going into it. Um, when, when I started Scaled Nation last year, I – I didn't really want to be a traditional box, um, you know, where, you know, 150 members showed up every week. And it just wasn't the kind of box that I wanted to have. And let's also look at the reality of what it is. You know, it's 400 square feet. So I can only have so many members out there at a time. We have a maximum occupancy of five. So, but um, I wanted to be a box that specialized in helping people um, overcome their fears about their size or their limitations, or, or shall I say, perceived limitations. Um, so we work with a lot of people um, that prefer very intimate types of group workouts, very few. Um, they're just not there yet. So our goal was to kind of act as that bridge Um, So, on our online clients, our goal is to get them comfortable with the movements, get them used to what CrossFit is, get them comfortable, and then help them find a box near them to where that box can pick up the community side and be able to get that in-person community. I mean, you just can't – you can't substitute that. It's everything. So.
0: So it's been successful many times already. So. so you're like a bridge to get them from where where they're starting to to the next box that will uh, be able to take them further than, you know, you get the ball rolling and kind of hand them off and let them uh, kind of dive yeah. in with, with more That's preparedness. It. Okay. Right. Cool. Riley, any, any questions you have before I move on to some of my first uh, questions?
2: Yes. My first question is, honestly, as – as me and Michael were preparing for this interview, the biggest thing that I said to him is like, I wanna I wanna learn. Um, what from a like a coach's perspective, what can we do on the like on the ground level for someone that comes into our gym in that situation? Like if, if they're coming in to see us in this situation, what's the best things that we can do as coaches and as people and as friends? Like show us the way, like drop some knowledge bombs on us. Ooh,
1: that's a big ask. um
2: Dude, like if you're good at something, don't do it for free. <laughs> a snippet maybe
1: um it's really like trying to figure out like what is a you know what would be some like dramatic knowledge bombs for this um because. <laughs> Even, even for large-bodied athletes, right, there's no buckets. And when I say that, meaning there's no, like, you can't put people in buckets. Like, here you have this large-bodied athlete, and they have this skill level, and it doesn't work like that. Um, everybody comes in with, I think the biggest thing to understand, pardon any puns, when people walk in the door is not to assume what their goals are or what they might be, Um for larger people, their goals might not be weight loss. They might not, they might not have that goal for a while. Um, a lot of times they just want to feel better and just being able to move and being around people, um, for people that don't necessarily have support networks, that could be everything for, for forever. So, um, I think that there's this misunderstanding that every single larger person that walks into a CrossFit box is there to lose weight, and that's that's not necessarily true. So I think the first thing is just um, we need to get better as coaches to identify those goals up front.
2: Yeah, thank you. Here to learn, and and if I can add that to my toolbox, like I, I'm gonna get better as a coach. So thank you, Athena.
0: Yeah. And I think that, that kind of goes into, that kind of goes into one of the conversations you and I have had, you said the word assumptions and assumptions is something that's always been something that, uh, kind of gets me in trouble. Um, I'm, I'm the kind of person, I, I generalize the world around me just because I think that's the easiest way to understand. And I understand too, like assumptions aren't always, I, I never think, well, my assumption about that person is automatically going to be correct. I, I'm more than willing to, to learn new things from them and to, you know, uh, be proven wrong or to be challenged in a new way. So assumptions was a mm-hmm. conversation we've had. Um, happy to. We talk did. About
1: that. We had a pretty lengthy conversation and on assumptions And you put me in my place day. pretty
0: hard, there, didn't you? <laughs> I thought it was very respectful. Oh yes, it, it always is.
2: Uh, <laughs> Athena, we gotta put Michael in his place sometimes.
1: <laughs> always. I, I, excuse me. I don't remember. Um. it was a fascinating conversation. I wish I could remember the entire context of it, but it was good. I remember.
0: I I think it had to do with what you were saying about coaches coming in. with Mm -hmm. If if someone comes in 350 pounds, like to assume that person wants to lose weight. um, My argument was that that assumption is not a bad thing to have. You've taught me and and you're right in helping clarify for me that that's not necessarily the right assumption that's not necessarily the biggest thing that that they're going through and that may not may not even Brian. register on their radar but i think the issue i was having is it is wrong to assume that person might want to lose weight and that's kind of where our our uh interaction kind of got got a little uh, hot yeah I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah was it hot no, um,
0: I, no we were going back and forth we were both very passionate about it i, I just I, I think that I think that if you are someone who is an outlier in your size, like to to be mm-hmm. like, well, obviously, when I started, I was three hundred twenty-five pounds, which for my size mm-hmm. was a lot. I would have never thought, even if that wasn't my goal, I would have never been like, well, how dare you think I want to lose weight? You know, because I knew that I needed to do it. I didn't have <laughs> to feel a sense of belonging like some people want. Like, there's other issues people have, and I it's just, not that. It's
1: yeah. it's, it's let me let let's address that because it's not. It's not that I don't think that I don't think that people are are necessarily saying they're they're gonna get pissed off at you if you make that assumption. What I'm saying is is that when we make assumptions, say, say let's let's use me. I walk into a CrossFit box, I walk into your box, right? And you assume, hey, she's she's got some weight that she still needs to lose, let's let's attack this. How you how you approach me, how you market to me, how you h- how you do all those things is with that assumption in mind is what I'm saying. So those first interactions might not go well if you're making the wrong one. That person is going to feel pressure and they may get uncomfortable very quickly because really, maybe it's it's more mental health thing. Maybe it's a um, you know they're isolated and they just don't want to feel you know by themselves. And we start we start talking about nutrition and we start talking about bringing out the calipers and let's do this intake and get you on the scale. you've lost them. So I'm just saying, let's not approach it with assumptions. let's approach it in a different way so that, those don't come barreling out of the gate and we don't scare them off.
0: Okay. So if you were, let them tell you. Yeah. So if you were going to come in and you were, you were going to talk to the owner of my gym who doesn't already know the things, you know, like what's the, fir- what would you say is the first thing you ask a new person that they come in? And should you ask a different question to a, a severely overweight person? You would that someone looks no. kind of healthy, like, no, what should be the first things you would, you would want to ask in those situations?
1: I think the, the question, uh, it's like the questions that I ask people that come to Scaled Nation is is why they're coming to Scaled Nation, what's on their minds, why, um, what they want to get out of it, what they want, how they want to feel. Those are the, I don't know if there is a right or wrong answer. I just tend to stay away from questions that might involve weight because Health Weight is not an indicator of health. I know plenty of size four people that could have a heart attack tomorrow. I mean, it doesn't mean anything necessarily. Okay. Direct answer to your question is, yeah. would I ask the same questions of somebody smaller than I would if they were heavy? Yeah, same exact questions. Why are you here?
0: Right, okay, cool. Riley, any follow-up on that? Yeah.
2: I wanna I wanna make sure that I asked this correctly. <laughs> I I I do think that there's I mean, there's always what I mean I reference the like sick well fit continuum that CrossFit uses. How do you how do you feel about using those markers as markers of health with with those numbers? I'm I'm not a big numbers guy either. I don't look at the scales, blah blah blah. Well, but what, if we're going to use what
1: are the numbers?
2: Well let, well, it's just things that we can measure like not mm-hmm. weight, like triglyceride levels, blood pressure, things like that. Like are those numbers that you are you would find important other than weight?
1: What I am saying is that if you ran, I think I think you'd find it surprising how often you're going to see blood work done by very heavy people that if you weren't actually looking at them, you wouldn't know they were heavy. So when you say, let's use those numbers, how?
2: I mean, we can agree that not all the numbers that doctors use are the correct way, but there's got to be some type of data that we can, can use. What is the right data?
1: That's a great question.
2: Well, I mean, anyway, we're here right all data? just here to learn, you know? <laughs> um.
1: I look at it as, um, I I see this two ways. I see it how I see it for myself, but then I also see it from the lens of other people. And I think that having that We Belong page opened my eyes um, to a lot of things that I, even I didn't have exposure to. So if you were just talking to me, I would say, well, this is, My getting my um, access weight off has always been um, my number one goal. To me, that is what's keeping me from feeling my very best. Um, But from other people, um, again, I'm very sensitive to the fact that weight is not it doesn't have to be the only measure of health. And you and I both know that it's not. So how can we approach every single person in our box and not use that number? Can you?
0: I think one of the reasons it gets used as much as it does is because it's one of the things you can view with your eyes, right? Like I can't look at someone and be like, I know what they had for dinner last night. I can't look at someone and say, I know what their, their uh, insulin levels are. Like that's just one thing that generally, I mean, would you agree that if someone is morbidly obese, they're probably not healthy and you're right skinny people can be unhealthy too. But like if, if someone's coming in, you know, tipping the scales at 350, 400, mm-hmm. like is, is that, is that a poor thought to have in your head? Like, is that just going the wrong direction out of the gate? That's kind of where I'm like, it should make sense that that's, I mean, that's it can observable. be, um, well, let's just use me. Cause I make a
1: good example and I don't care. So there's, there's still over a hundred pounds to go. Um, if you pulled up all my blood work and all my everything, there's nothing on there that would indicate that I was obese. You're not going to find anything. Um, would you be able to look at me and tell me what I ate for my meals this week? If you could tell me what I had for my meals and if it was anything bad on there, that would be an assumption. I would be, I would be interested to know if you could tell me what I ate for all my meals this week or what that looks like in your mind for right. somebody that's a hundred pounds overweight.
0: Well, and, th- and what I'm saying though is like, I-, I don't think people are doing that. I'm saying you can't do it. So people don't even bother. Where- whereas you can see, oh, yeah. you can see a lack of fitness much more easily. And I think that's why people go to that first. Cause I, I see what I see. And then that's what, that's what I'm going to start dealing with. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. Um, let me see. How do I, how do I frame this up? What they're seeing is uh, a lack of fitness at some point. Yes. Does it mean that there's a current lack of fitness? No.
0: So you don't think that someone that would look at like me you know I mean? and my physique, they, they, they would be wrong to assume he probably isn't as fit as he needs to be <laughs> or, or, or isn't even like, I don't know. We're not, we're not talking about where you need to be or where you, what direction you're heading. The question is, what does your fitness look like today? Right, and I think coaches are concerned about where you're heading. And I think that's why coaches sometimes really rub people the wrong way because they're like, okay, let's go this direction. Like, You're probably here for that. And, that, and that, that's an assumption that people need to rein in. But I think too, like it's, it's incumbent on people coming in to also realize, look, I know where I am. I'm coming in. I'm not going to get upset because that guy w- wants this for me. He's just trying to help. Like it may be a little insensitive and I can kind of teach. a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I I'm all about personal accountability.
1: Um, and being like, Hey, this is where I'm at, but understand that not everybody <sighs> I think that would also be an assumption. There's a lot of people that just aren't ready to be okay with where they're at and they're not there yet. And that, that has to be okay as well.
0: Okay.
1: You know what I mean? I do. I, I just think- Sometimes I- it's almost like they know that they need help. They know that they want to feel better, but they're not... I think that- getting to that point of acceptance and being at peace with where they're at, that can take time, a long time for some.
0: Yeah, I understand that. And, and I, think, I think what you're saying totally makes sense. I also think, too, like for people coming into it, like if you're going to go into a CrossFit gym, try not to take it too personally because these people are trying their best to help. They're, I'm sure there's very few coaches who have just come up in like Athena – but the way you look is ridiculous. Let's get that fixed. Like no one says that to me. I mean, obviously that, that would just be rude, and that person's just a rude person. But I just feel I, I I feel like more grace could be given sometimes. But these are hurting people too, and I understand that. And and, and CrossFit coaches I, I think need more to be grace. Professional. Needs to go both ways, actually. I agree with that. I agree.
2: I think that there's been so much stuff that, I mean, from a health and wellness standpoint that I've come from that people kind of pushed me towards. So even things that I've learned from other coaches or other athletes or, or anything like that. So I don't know how I feel about, like, not being willing to, like, like push that or, like, be – like, I know that mental health may be the, the reason why they're there, but why not try to steer them towards – like good choices or different choices or or things in that realm. Like, how do we navigate those waters without coming off too harsh?
1: Um. Uh, again, that's gonna. I think that's gonna depend on the person, right? If somebody walks into. a a box and they've got over a hundred pounds to lose is, is the, is the right question. Should we um, get them into group class and start them on that macro plan on day one? What would be your, what would be your answer to that?
2: Uh Oh, for sure. For me as a coach, it's honestly, number one, establishing that relationship and kind of the questions you asked earlier, why are they there? Like, how'd you hear about us? Like trying to get, more of a relationship base in those first days, and any number pushing or you know life changing, altering events.
1: Would you Would you attempt to put them on all of it right out of the gate? No.
2: Oh no 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 no.
1: Okay, that's what I mean.
2: What yeah. would the but first trying step to establish
1: it, all they, those I, things and get to like their wise,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely a relationship based coach like my my theory and kind of what I go is like making relationships and Michael can speak to this is getting to know you as a human and getting to you know establish that relationship before we before I try to change your life in, a, in an hour class for sure
0: yeah yeah Riley's really good at that I, I, I don't worry about him but at the same rate I, I he's kind of the person I think of whenever I think of someone like who comes through and, and might, might say something about weight loss in just an idea to, to help. And then it just comes off wrong. And that person gets hurt and then they leave and they're never coming back like that. That's the kind of thing I think about when I think about a good coach trying their best to just, just help someone coming through. Yeah.
2: I I honestly have learned so much by someone just showing me the way as well. Like When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. If I, you know, give off the energy where people can approach me and ask me. If, you know, a biggest thing that I have when I uh, started CrossFit was. I wanted my family to do CrossFit so bad, and I would tell them, you know, do CrossFit, do CrossFit, do CrossFit. And they eventually, like, they said no every time for a long time, but I just continued to live this lifestyle. I started to see everything that I wanted, and eventually they came to ask me. So maybe this is the same approach we can use with those types of, um, that type of situation as well.
1: That's kind of exactly what it is, right? And I, I maybe I think you, maybe you just articulated it way better than I've tried in the last year. <laughs> it, you're not gonna you're not gonna get like life changes from people that are not quite ready. Sometimes they got to be able to stick their foot in the water and you know do one tiny tiny thing at a time. And generally speaking, like when they get to a point when they're ready, um, they'll come to you. They'll start asking you questions. It's just I'm trying to figure out like there is no right or wrong answer. We're not going to solve the world's problems today. But I think it just depends on the person. But being cognizant of, you know, little changes, little habit building, that's what's going to make those long term corrections. And that doesn't happen in a day.
0: Totally agree, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so another another topic I wanted to discuss with you is another thing that I've been seeing on your social media posts lately is uh, mm-hmm. size inclusivity when it comes to clothing. Um, well, I know that's yeah. become a big thing with you, and especially when Noble took over CrossFit. Uh, what was the original biggest size they offered for men and women when you when you first started interacting with them? Um. Ooh,
1: okay, so. I'll be honest, when when Noble took over the sponsorship, um, my visibility on Noble was pretty limited. Um, I guess just because I didn't like their shoes.
2: Uh, I to you, I'm not a big fan of their shoes either. I'm not
1: a fan. Hey, so I, I never paid that much attention, that to be honest with you. Hmm?
2: I'm change my, change my mind change my mind please send me a bunch of free shoes <laughs> noble and i'll give you my opinion uh but i mean like i said i'm a sneaker head and I, i've tried every crossfit shoe out two or three times and i wasn't a big fan prove me wrong if tag noble in here let them know that if they want to win me over they gotta need, you know help us out
1: You know, I I, I just found that wide, flat feet and nobles don't get along very well. It's not personal, right? Um, Yeah, every foot is different. Like, every person
2: is Huh? I said every foot is different. Every person is different. Yeah. So true.
0: For me, it's more of a budget thing anyway. Like, nobles didn't agree with my wallet, so.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, does noble really run that much different than the (laughs) nanos or metcons? I mean, really? They're pretty... Parallel. Yeah, we got an out,
0: We got a Reebok outlet close to us, so I get them for cheap. Oh,
2: literally. I hate to say it, but I'm a Nike guy. Like I'm brand loyal. I like Nike. Sorry, but for a guy that <laughs> spends a lot of time on his feet, Nike has been the best over time. Or I'm a big Hoka Hoka One One, like the running Chew Hoka. If they want to send us a sponsorship, well, I'll be okay with that. But I spend like five or six hours on my feet a day. And those are the best ones. They look like old people's shoes, but I love
0: them. Don't get desperate, dude. We we don't need sponsorships that bad.
2: We do, we do, honestly,
0: we do. Oh that's true. <laughs> so um, back to the sizing okay, thing. Yeah, Like so, that, that's yeah. something that you've really tackled. The noble? And just, just sizing in general, like the size availability oh. that CrossFit gyms offer their their customers, that their their clients, their their people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this has, this has evolved. Um, it started out, well, let's go back to Noble. So when, when we found out that Reebok was gonna drop, we, and we found out that Noble was taking over, we basically just moved the efforts that we were working on with Reebok over to Noble. Reebok had plus sizes that they offered to the larger-bodied athletes. The problem was is that they didn't have anything that said CrossFit on it. They wouldn't make their plus sideline available for the CrossFit branded stuff. That's what we were trying to get to the bottom of is like, why is this such a problem? You already have the plus-size shirts. Why can't you just slap a sticker on it that says CrossFit on it and call it good? Um, And I was hoping that that might be something that, could be doable. But when Noble took over, we had to start over. Um, The sizes for women was, I want to say they had an extra small, a small, a medium, a large. They had extra large on their site, but you couldn't, I mean, it was never in stock. So I would say, no, it wasn't available because it was never in stock. So it pretty much stopped at like a woman size 10, 12, maybe and then I think amends, it said XXL on the website, but again, same problem. They were never in stock. Stock was always one of those problems where it always seemed to be people's biggest complaint was lack of lack of availability. Um, so I don't know. We started this um, campaign to see if we could get um, see if we could get Noble to to reach out and um, let us know what the plans were when they took over that partnership. And then um, instead of just driving the boat with um, Noble, yeah, we, we put a lot of visibility on how important it was for boxes to either one, carry the additional sizes or to make sure that when the orders were done that somebody wasn't going to have to ask for it. Just offer it on the order form. And so many of these apparel companies, especially the blank ones, you know, going all the way up to a four and five X is now getting pretty common on the blanks. And it was something that these boxes could do pretty easily. So that's not where we got the friction.
0: The friction was noble, of course. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think the conversation you and I had didn't really have to do with Noble. It just kind of had to do with expectations of what people mm-hmm. should make available to you. And, and where yeah. I think you and I differed was, um, again, I'm talking about outliers when we're talking about people who are different sizes, different okay. shapes, different than your average community. I kind of thought, and this this never came from you, because you always handle people with tact and with generosity. And, and <laughs> I, I love the way you manage your, your site and your 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 people. But I felt in your tribe you. that, that was being created was just this victimization. Like, how dare you not offer a size 4X to me? Like, that kind of stuff. And and to me, I'm like, that's not healthy, in my opinion. Um, I don't think that I should be expected, if I'm an outlier, <laughs> um, to automatically get what, what the average community gets. Do you know what I'm saying? So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Cause that's, that's one of the conversations we had. I do. Let's talk about it. Okay. So Hit me. one, yeah,
1: one, I just want to say for the record that I think <laughs> that I've heard that from multiple people. In fact, I've, I heard that very same phrase from one of our friends in CrossFit that's got a podcast, Victim Mentality, I think he likes
0: to call it. Um, you say one of our wanting, friends sarcastically? Wanting, I don't know who you're talking about. Huh? I said, do you say that oh, sarcastically? Yeah, I know. Okay. I say a little bit. Say his tendency. name. Say his name. Um, Just heat it up. He loves that <laughs> phrase, though.
1: He loves that phrase, Victim Mentality. And it that's not what it is. Um, because I don't have that at all. I've never, ever looked at anything in a victim way. I have always looked at it like, how do we bridge the gap and how do we find a solution? Here's what they want. How do we get it for them? That's not a victim mentality. That's a solutioning. That's solutioning. Um, However, but I also believe in... If you're going to offer... If you're going to offer shirts to your box and you've got members that are plus size, you need to be prepared to offer the same. What's good for one, I've always believed is good for all. If you're going to have a policy where you order shirts, then you need to make sure that you can do the same for everyone. And why would you not want to do that?
0: Right. And my question, my pushback on that. Why would you not want to do that? Yeah, and and I think, too. Hypothetically, not you, anybody. No, I understand. And I think sometimes, (laughs) like, I was taking the approach that people just say, hey, we have this shirt design. We're just going to do a huge order. We don't ever have people come in with 4XL, so we're just going to stop at 3X. And then someone happens to come in, and then they're just, you know, they're upset because that 4X wasn't available. And um, I think pre-orders help with that, obviously. Like, if you just say, hey, if you want this shirt. Let me know what they size. Do. And then one of the questions I asked you is what happens if someone wants to be like, a, is a 5X? And it's like, well, that, that shirt costs $5 more. And your your response to me was like, you're really going to make someone feel bad over $5? But my But my thought was too, like, I don't know what it's like to run a, a CrossFit gym. And I know money's tight. Like $5 here, $5 there, $5 on every shirt, uh, you know, order I do may end up being a hardship on a gym. So that was a, a concern I had on, on that front. And I, I would say as me, being a larger you know, person, I if, if I needed something and, bigger, and, I would be I prepared to pay I hope more. I you know that. No, I do. Again, this is not you. I, I'm talking about the, the random comments, not random, but the anonymous comments that are on the We Belong CrossFit. Oh, just, heck yeah. I feel like some of those are so... Uh, that's the victim mentality. I would never accuse you of that. I, I, that's that's where I'm saying, you know what? Some of them are.
1: And, yep. and, and I'll be honest with you. Some of them are. And, and sometimes I feel like part of my job is to go back and respond and say, you know, how can we look at this a different way? How can we, you know, cause there's, there's a lot of opportunities on there to, to ask the questions back to the community members, like, Hey, what's our responsibility in this? Yeah, I love that. Um, And I believe that. Um, I'm not going to say that there's not, um, but the intent of the page was definitely not, oh, God, we have it so bad. No, that we don't. What I'm saying is it does happen, though, and it happens a lot. It's happened to me many times, so I understand um, where a lot of these things that show up on that page come from. You know, I've got uh, I have got all kinds of examples I can use just for me. So I get it.
2: I got a question, Regina. You know, I got a question. Yeah. So what where in my brain where I go is that something I learned a long time ago, is where your dollar goes, your vote goes. For me, my thought is like, Well, who needs no bull? Who needs CrossFit? Like I I don't know and I don't know that world, but like I don't want to support people that don't want to support me in that way. So like, why, like, you know, like I will, I don't want to support those companies or like, why would you want to support those companies or things like that? Like, where's your, what are your thoughts there? And, and what brands are out there that fit this population?
1: Um, that's a good question. So I think that there was a misunderstanding and um, it's not, I'm not putting it on morning chalk. Um, what started this Noble fiasco was the, the Morning Chalk article that came out. And it positioned it more like, hey, we were, we were demanding that Noble come out with um, a full plus-size line. Um, that's not what we were asking for. We were asking for CrossFit-branded merch only. Between you and I and whoever listens to this podcast, I didn't give a shit about Noble. It had nothing to do with Noble. It was getting access to CrossFit branded. We're all part of CrossFit, right? That is our community. Now, granted, we all belong to different boxes. One might say, you know, Scaled Nation CrossFit. This one says this, this CrossFit. But we're all part of that CrossFit family. And that's what people wanted to feel like they belong to. Not to mention that I think think a lot of it – is very psychological, right? You're dealing with people that have been ostracized and discriminated against. And, you know, like, it's still okay to discriminate against heavy people. And it's not a taboo. It's perfectly fine. So you're talking about people that want to come in and they want to change their life. Why would we not do everything that we could to make them feel like they were part of that family? and and give them the tools and the confidence and that you know that that hand on the back that says you're you're part of you're part of this and it's hard to understand but that t-shirt is part of that
0: yeah i totally it's i totally like, agree
1: it's I, acceptance right it's like yeah. Hey, come here! You're you're you get to have the love
0: too. Yeah, and I totally understand. And that. that's really
1: all it was.
0: Yeah, and and no one's gonna say you know how dare you ask for people to be included? I think I think where it got to me in my head, it's like okay, where's the line drawn then? Like if someone's a six X, are you like well you have to offer offer six X with CrossFit on the back? What if seven? Someone's a seven? Like where's the line drawn? It used to be <laughs> that the line was drawn usually two X was the biggest you can get. Now it's sometimes it's three. Now it's being asked for four, or five. Like how? does that line mm-hmm. have to end and then if you're beyond this then you're just you obviously don't want anybody like that in crossfit and, and i don't think that that's the feeling and i think that that feeling of well, i don't feel like i belong is the wrong feeling to have if you're a 6x size shirt you should say Look, mm-hmm. I'm 6X, i get it i this they don't make these clothes for me that's not something that's personal to me you know what i mean
1: Well, okay. Yeah. So, um, I had actually just had this conversation the other day, um, because the, we had to do this little exercise to give the sizing details to the new partnership teams for CrossFit. So, um, even on the plus size, well, first of all, actually, okay. So let's back up because this is, this is an interesting conversation. So when people talk about normal, normal clothes, I don't like that word, but normal for me is plus size. I have never known any other type of clothing in my life. That is very normal for me. But that aside, even on the plus size, we in the plus size community, there is a normal for us too. Our normal is these sizes for women's, these sizes for men's. And when you get outside of that, we do recognize that that's what we call specialty retailing. You know, like you literally have to order that from a catalog. You're not going to be, it's going to be very difficult. I think that there, even in our, even in plus size community, there is a general understanding that once you get past what we consider normal plus sizes, that there is that understanding, hey, it's probably not going to be available in my size. And I do think that there's a general acceptance
0: there. Um So what is, what is normal in that, in that context? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like it was always, mine was always two X for me, but I, I don't know. Plus size for
1: men's is generally like the extra, extra large through like a four, four or five, four or five X. Yeah. On the female side, the normal, (sighs) I'm trying to think of a better word. Somebody's gonna hash me for saying that. No one. Uh, the the typical plus, I was like
0: they hate that word.
1: Uh, a very that's what I don't. Common... I don't get it. I
0: don't get it. We don't mean normal. Like you're a freak if not. It's normal as an average. Yeah. That's what that's what normal means. Yeah. Average. The normal. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's a, that's a good. That's a good. So the average plus sizes, right? Average plus sizes. That's a thing. Are a one X which in women's it starts, it depends on the brand. It could start at a 14, give or take, 14, 16. And then it goes to like an 18, 20, which is what we call a 1X. And it'll go about up to a 3. That range is women's 24 to 26. It could go up to a 28, again, depending on the brand. You get outside of that, and that's what we call specialty. You're
2: only going to to order it on. I've spent some some time down in South America in Chile, and this is a different population, but I mean, they don't even offer clothes past XL in Chile. Is that something that you would say about America as a whole or like where I just, and for me, it's, it's hard. This is, this is a hard conversation for me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where to where to fit. where to go from. Shut up, you're fit. you You don't get a voice. Ever, I will never <laughs> understand. This. Well, and well, I'll be the first to, one. To do let's, this, let's get to I the heart of what you just said. That.
1: Why is this a hard conversation for you first? Because I wanna understand why it's difficult. Help me understand well, that.
2: Well, number one, I don't want to, I'm not someone that's going to try to offend anyone. I'm not going to come at anyone the wrong way, especially when it comes to their personal life and, and their choices. Like I don't want to offend. And we spoke on that a little bit earlier, but at the same time, like our culture, it's got to be something in our culture that is, I mean, that's pushing. I I don't know. It's just, it, it's it's tough for me to have like firm of like, it, we, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a loss for words, which is which is a first time here.
0: Do you think that you're saying that by accommodating a larger size group, we're normalizing a larger size group, and thus we're not we're going to keep going that direction rather than to a Chilean size but, like group? Like you said like, earlier, where's the
2: line going to be drawn? until like obesity and heart disease aren't the two major killers in the world. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like those two things are but see, here's killing the U S population.
1: Here's the thing. These sizes are already there. We're not normalizing anything that doesn't already exist. The problem that's happening, like it's already out there. I've been, a, like I said, I've been a plus size my whole life. This is not new to me. Um I think what's happening though, and the reason why those heels are getting dug in, right? Is because now we're saying we want a shirt that says CrossFit on it in that plus size. The reason why it's a problem is because every single small person's like, wait a minute. This is normalizing bigger sizes, is it? Or are or or should we or are we looking at this entirely the wrong way? Or are we saying no? The mission here is to get these people into CrossFit so that they can change their life, get themselves healthy. What we're saying is no. We're going to accept them as part of the family, so that they can make they can come in and feel part of this and experience how life changing can be as we know it. We want them to have that too. So getting a shirt that says CrossFit on it isn't normalizing a 4X. What we're normalizing is saying it's okay to be part of this at your size while you get healthy, whatever that healthy looks for you.
0: Yeah, and I think my challenge to that would be that means that if they don't offer that, then they don't want you to be there as part of that community. Like that, that's the mentality that perceived I think is damped. that way. That's
1: basically what we're saying is right. that, that is the perception. That is why it's been so hard to get people in because they don't feel like they belong there. Right. So what can we do to make them feel like they're, this is their home too. Mm.
2: Yeah. See that, that speaks to my heart. I don't want anyone to not, ever feel welcome and anyone that walks through our doors at our gym like if they have the bravery to do that and want to make life changes and I don't care who they are anything about them if they're willing to walk to the door and make want to make those life changes I'm going to meet you there I'm going to meet you at wherever you are when you come through the door I, I would never yeah I, I, is it, someone wants to change your life or even just wants to make their life better I'm, I'm there and I'm going to meet you 100% I'll meet you on the other side I will not even meet you halfway
1: Okay, hold what you just said. Now let's go back and revisit this size conversation. You just said you wanna meet people where they're at. That's all they're asking you to do. They're not saying, let's normalize a size 4X. They're saying, meet me where I am so that I can feel part of this too.
0: Hmm? And I think I think where where I go is I, I don't know that that's healthy I don't know that I don't know that saying come to me when I'm an outlier is okay I mean here's a perfect example I I think when, in one of our conversations you said when you call them an outlier what does that mean when what when you're calling somebody an outlier what does that mean someone that doesn't fit the average oh. size so here's a good example you had said to me at one point that you didn't feel like I knew because I wasn't I didn't know what it felt like but I do. Like, here, I'll show you this. This is going to be embarrassing, but I here's my Talking Elite Fitness shirt. I said, I said, I said, I said did shirt. you? So if I, if I raise my hands up... Oh, no! Like, I'm a, I'm a tall person, right? I No one ever offers tall sizes, but I'm never going to go look at Talking Elite Fitness and be like, well, you don't want me to be part of your community or go to a gym and say, you don't have tall sizes, you don't want me to be a part of that community because I think that that is unhealthy to do, and that's where my problem comes in. If you're... At, if you're just an outlier size outside the average, you just have to accept that. And I will always ask for a tall shirt. If someone has a tall shirt, I'll order it because that's what I need. But I'm never going to feel like it's something personal on me if they don't offer that because I realize I'm taller than most people. It's cool. I get it. you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? And I
1: and I don't think a lot of people do. I think, um, you know, I definitely didn't. Um I didn't really have my first shirt. I mean, I didn't, I think I was able to get a hoodie, but that was after a year, you know, like, so even for me, like it wasn't necessarily, I didn't not feel part of my community because I didn't have a shirt. Um, It would have been nice. It's definitely something that I think all of us, think about you know like man i when everybody wears the shirt and it's friday or we're doing partner was and everybody wears the gym shirts i'm the only one that can't and you just kind of feel left out and it doesn't sound like it's a big deal but it is it can be it can be a really big deal so i'm saying if if this is an easy fix like look T-shirts are like one of the easiest things to freaking manufacture. All I'm saying is like, this is a big deal for a lot of people. Why does it have to be? Can we just like meet them where they're at?
0: So can I have you tell me you're going to fight for tall sizes as well? I would love it. I I would totally like tall sizes in everything. It's funny that you
1: said this because somebody in the scaled nation group was like, Athena, I have I have a I have a really hard time finding tall sizes and I'm like, you know what? I have one mountain to climb at a time. Am I, oh, I, I see. am I willing to attack tall
0: sizes? Yeah. 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 No, that's fine. Let's not I we we've gone quite a long time here and I don't want to keep belaboring this point. I just love this conversation and I never think it's wrong to ask. Mm-hmm. It's never something where I'm like, how dare you even ask? Because the ask is totally fine. I just I feel like people. Are just- so, Tina, the, you know what? The fact that if we you, don't, you won't know if, you, if you the don't. fact that we can have this. Yeah. Go ahead, Riley.
2: The fact that we can have this dialogue and, and and that's our goal of this podcast is to normalize this conversation. And probably people are yeah. going to hear this podcast and have their own little conversations. Like if we're sparking that, if we're cultivating that conversation, and and people being respectful. Let me let me first of all be respectful. But this, this conversation Mm -hmm. needs to be had. It's something that we want to feel that we want to have you in our group. We want to have you in our family. So normalizing this, this conversation and and hearing both sides of the story is, is what we're passionate about.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's why I want to have you on Mm because we knew you would, you'd speak eloquently and uh, passionately about it. So.
1: I I think that's all I'm trying to normalize. Right. Because I think that it's been so twisted, but all I'm trying to normalize really is meeting people where they're at.
0: Yep. We love that. Uh, Athena, give us one more time your uh, Instagram handle and then uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap this up here.
1: Uh, Sure. Instagram handle is Athena Marie B as in boy T as in Tom
0: so check her out guys check out that book Athena I'm going to go tonight and I'm going to buy your audio book download because I've got some credits on audible and now that I know that you are the one that read it I'll have that soothing jazzy voice in
2: my ears for a week straight <laughs>
1: thank
2: you
0: very
1: much I appreciate
2: Athena, that Athena, thank you so much for coming on and uh, yeah I, I would love to uh, get the book as well I can't wait to hear it I love it thanks man
0: Alright, good night, Athena.
2: Good night.